thing i don't know if there is oh we'll all be listening okay well there we go so hey elia how are you going um i hope you're having a good day love you and that's just my message to myself uh okay okay we're off to a great start <laughs> okay hold on so today's episode we have elia russell it's me are you related to Ben Russell? I haven't looked at the ancestry tree, but um, maybe because the Russells are from Melbourne. I grew up in Brisbane, but my dad's family uh, is from Melbourne, Box Hill specifically. Okay. Yeah. And the thing about Box Hill is sometimes pizzas go in boxes. True. Most most of the time, unless you're dining in, yeah. And Ben Russell was in an ad ads for Bubba Pizza. Which is in Elwood, which is where I live. See, it's all connected. It's all interconnected. Maybe we are related. You are related. And that's why you are actually comedy royalty. Oh. It's nepotism. It's why we don't travel together. No, because would you travel with someone you're related to? I wouldn't. Well, the risk. Well, that's what the royal family do, right? Like they don't travel together. It's one of the rules, so that if if the if the plane goes down, um, they don't all die at once. So that's why Ben and I don't know each other or spend any time together. Just just to keep the Russell bloodline going. Yeah, yeah. you got to keep that bloodline going. <laughs> and just to prove that we are recording on video today, here you go, here you go, listeners. Look at that. Look at that, you dumb, you dumb, you dumb, you dumb. listeners, you listeners, you should be watching this. Watchers, you should be listening to this. Watchers, you should listen to this. And then listeners, you should watch this. Yeah. Uh, Cross the barrier you are denying yourself. And we have a new, um, we have a new producer now. Uh, Elia, did you meet the producer? Jim. Uh, yeah, that's Jim Reaper. Yeah. We um we had a good chat out in the hallway um and he seems like a really nice um guy down to the bone. Yeah, no bones about it. No bones about it. What a no one would say he's a bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't have a bone to pick with him. Nor do I. Um, His favorite TV show is Bones. Oh. True. It is true. I just told you. <coughs> okay, fair. Yeah. It's just told you. It's facts. It's all facts. It's facts and fiction. And Bones is fiction. And non-fiction. And this podcast, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, is all facts. Good. Because I want nothing but facts. This is why I brought you on, because I know you're the fact... I'm the fact finder. I'm the truth seeker. You seek the truth. Yep. Truth seeker. You ever got it? 
I don't know. I don't know what the truth is of today. I'm, yeah, I don't know yet. I did only just wake up two hours ago. Okay, well, look at look at blabber blabber <laughs> over there going. I just woke up. I, 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 I had like seven hours sleep after working yesterday, so I'm well rested. I'm just not connected to my brain yet. I will say that um, I am. What is happening here? <laughs> what is happening? Look at the screen. Look away from the screen. Look at the screen. Look at the camera. This is great for the audio listeners. Still um, trying to figure this out. It's This is Jim's domain, really. But um, he's not saying a lot. His mouth is just wide agape. He's like, what is happening? Yeah. Maybe he just feels the same way. He's like, what is happening? He looks like uh, he was either caught in the middle of ecstasy or true terror. And that is my experience on ecstasy. I tried acid recently. Oh. And let me tell you, that was a journey. I laid on the carpet in my house just staring into the fibres laughing. I laughed for 90% of it, cried for 3%, and, and the other percent I was just really hungry. Yeah, I say you don't drop some LSD until you're at the closing night party of Comedy Festival. Which which is, like, sounds great. And I um I actually secured a venue this year, so I'm putting on a show. Okay, because that's what I was going to talk about, because when it comes to the truth... Sometimes partly that is seeking the truth of what are you doing in festivals? What are you doing Uh, with your life? Yeah. What are you Uh, doing? What are you doing? It's a good question to ask yourself every once in a while. So what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? I'm going to do a musical comedy, sketch comedy solo show in festival next year. Yeah. Bit of, bit of the old uh, tinkle inkle on the guitar and the wigs and props and things. Now, would I know this venue? So, second one's not confirmed, so I'm not going to... Although, I'm trying to get Grace Darling because I, I like the venue upstairs. Also, I'm doing musical comedy, so... Um, but the first one is Blender Studios over in West Melbourne. It's Blender? On, yeah, great, great. Um, it's actually a like a gallery space, but they're these big white boxy rooms. It's gorgeous. It's down this painted alleyway and, yeah, I went there and saw a friend's show, Olive Weeks. She recently put her show on House in the Sunken Garden and um, she's a fantastic writer. Just thought I'd props to Olive. Um, and I saw the space and, yeah, jumped in there quick. And this is in West Melbourne. West Melbourne. Not the Wild West. Near Flagstaff Gardens. Okay, yes. And Flagstaff is well known for its French population. Yes, yes. So it's not at all out of nowhere that you would do that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm very French. Um, um, I love comedy. Um, And uh, I was talking in this accent for a long time last night while I was working in the bar. Yeah, because you work at a French bar called Quebec, right? Quebec in Montreal. And, uh, yeah. It's actually it's- spelled C-U-E-B-E-C because it's famous for its, like, its, its pool table. And here's a pool cue. 
Quebec, comme une shoot symbols in the pocket, hein? It's nice. I like it. But we are forced to speak in a French accent. Um, they whip us. They whip us. Wow. I mean, thank God you're not being forced to do a, a non-white accent. You're, you're in Melbourne and they can really get you in trouble. I, I, and I'm from Queensland, so I feel like I'm an easy target for people to turn on. Well, it's the Queensland. And it if, is the land of the Queens and we don't have one of them no more. Yeah, but um, if anyone had any sort of respect for the dead. Do they? Does anyone? I'm looking at you, watchers, and I'm talking to you, listeners. Yeah, have some respect for the dead. They're dead. For Just dead. It's just, just deal with it. You know, they're, they're there. we got to get there. Okay? And uh, I used to work with an older lady who, who uh, if anyone mentioned age or tried to make a joke about age, because she was in her 70s, she'd say, well, I got here and you've got to get here still, so Jack's on you. Um, Great impression, because I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Girl, I want to talk about Grace Darling. Grace Darling? Grace Darling. I love that venue. Uh, yeah. It's a good opportunity to talk about myself because my venue is Grace Darling for Comedy Fest. Fantastic. So, yeah, I have an in with Mr. Grace Darling. The Mr. Darling of Grace. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to go through there. Uh, they're just so lovely at the Grace. And that's why it's so popular. Massively. And, you know, you, you, you win friends with sound. You win friends with sound. That's Sound true. salad. Sound salad. Truth found. I wish we had sound effects board. We don't, bro. And that's Jim's domain. And I don't, Jim's just, just, I don't know. Jim's just there the whole time. He's frankly embarrassing himself. Um, um, have you thought about getting another producer? I mean, I I just got Jim. And I want to give Jim a shot. Okay. That's fair. Kind, fair. And that's what they call me. They call me kind or call me fair. Kind and fair, Ross Purdy. Mr. Ross, kind and fair, Purdy. That's what you're known as. So your show at Comfest... Are we seeing more of the destroying of Commedia? Um, it depends what you think destroying comedy is. <sighs> it's a complex question. I'm thinking um, I it, destroying weapons come to mind. Mm-hmm. Will there be weapons? Comedy is my weapon. I love that. It's like you're using fire to fight fire. Fire to fight fire. I mean, it can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, when's your show on? Plug that for me. Uh, it's uh, it's on the first two weeks of Comedy Festival. Perfect. I'm going to be in Adelaide too. You ever, been to, you ever been to Adelaide? When I was eight. Right, but you did an Adelaide Fringe show when you were eight? No, no. We were... We, we went, it, it's actually the only family holiday besides camping that I can recall from childhood uh, because I think it was our only holiday besides camping. 
Um, yeah. But not for Fringe. I want to go for Fringe. I know so many people who go over there, do the front of housework, put on shows, and they say it's bloody right. So I'm keen to get down there. I know. Some people can't handle the rough and tumble crowds of Adelaide. Well, you know, um, I, I I have a few friends from Adelaide. and Right, you can crash on myself. Couch. Yeah, precisely. So don't have to pay for accommodation. Tick. Yeah, that's the only one. That's the only thing I got. Um, that's the only one. I've got to tell you, you're not one of these clowns. <laughs> that's always like, I want to connect with the audience and I want the audience to like me. Oh. oh I'm a clown. <laughs> no, I'm dead inside. Um, yeah, see, that's good. That'll work for, in your advantage in Adelaide. Yeah, so I just want people to watch and pay attention to me. I'm not. It's not. I'm. It's not like I'm not there for you because you know you paid for the ticket. But is I'm not there for you. You're there for me. Thank as an you. audience member. Thank you. Be, like I wouldn't put on a show if I didn't need the attention for its validation. Um, and just like for people to laugh at all my jokes, and also for me to get their money. I've seen many a clown. <laughs> By which I mean, like two clowns, not not being able to handle the Adelaide, the late night Adelaide crowd. Is it crazy? Like, what are they like? Are they feral animals? What is there to not handle? Hey, compared to Melbourne, yes, they are feral animals. Well, Melbourne's Melbourne's very quiet, and they're like, oh, I'm trying to respect the art. Respect. I'm just trying to listen. I just need to be able to hear everything they're saying. Oh, yes, that was a joke. I'm just not going to respond. <laughs> Subtlety. It's very subtle. Silent audience. Like, you look out into an audience and there's, like, people who are just stone cold in the face. Like, I say I'm dead inside, but I look out and I'm like, does that lady have rigor mortis? Like, <laughs> a lot of the time it is. It they're can, dead. Well, depending on which area you're playing in and... um. As I said, I'm down in Elwood, so it's an older audience, but they do love me. They love me. And it might be fine, Natalie. I saw one old, I saw a stand-up comedian in an alternative comedy lineup show um, be distracted by the fact that their audience was alternative-looking. That's troubling. <laughs> you reckon? I'm troubled. You myself. reckon these alternative Lunch. people are going to an alternative comedy show? It's crazy. It's wild. You weren't thinking it was happening. Oh, look, hair's different. <laughs> hair's hair is different. different. Hair is different. Everyone's alt. Control, alt, delete. Um, yeah, every, if everyone is alt, does that mean no one's actually alt here in Melbourne? Because that's what I think. <laughs> If everyone's unique and we're all unique together, does that mean we're all unified in our uniqueness and therefore not unique at all? I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out, right? I just recently discovered that I was born in Fitzroy. Just in Fitzroy? I was born in Fitzroy. I thought I was born in Footscray. My whole life. So you're a lot trendier than you thought you were. I, I thought I was a working class, lower middle class hero. You were Turn- literally born as a hipster. 
it turns out I'm just a self-hating hipster. The worst kind of hipster. The worst kind of hipster. So to self-hate. I mean, we're all there. We've all been there. I'm sitting there right now. Um, self-hating hipsters is its the worst possible thing. Watching someone cry into their latte. Cue the song. Girl crying in a latte. Um, is, it's sad. Especially with the big curly moustache. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was getting into it. You have the voice of an angel. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm an ally, so I don't like that song, Brick by Ben Folds 5. She's a brick and she is using it. Choice. (laughs) (laughs) She's a brick and she can do whatever she wants with her life. (laughs) Her body, her choice, that brick. I shouldn't even be judging. I shouldn't be. Maybe she's not a brick. Maybe she's styrofoam. I don't know. I just assumed that it was a brick. Like every time I th- I, I hear that song, I think it was she's a brick, but she's a brick shit house. That's what comes into my brain every time. Just yeah, I don't know. I think it's this. It's the bogan coming out. <laughs> and you are from the land of queens. I'm from the land of Coons. I'm from the Bane of Briz. Hey, I went to Brisbane for the first time last year. Did you love our big old girthy river? Isn't it girthy? Apparently it's very girthy. I oh, found so my, girthy. found myself a, a, <laughs> addicted to 7-Eleven Slurpees for the week. Because it's hot as fuck, right? Yeah. And you, you're just you're sweating all the time. Yeah, 7-Eleven Slurpees kept us all alive as teenagers, to be honest. And I thought it was bizarre. I found myself in a backpacker's bar. Oh. Um, that's not bizarre. There's plenty of those in Brisbane. No, but what I found bizarre was is that they still did wet t-shirt contests. And I'm like, what is this place? Yeah, it is very backpackers specific. Because I've... Like growing and knowing Brisbane, um, I never saw that anywhere else. You know, the cockroach races and stuff at pubs during certain times of the year and things like that. Yeah, cockroach races. Oh, sure. yeah, the paddo loves a cockroach race. They love a pig race um, around Easter time usually. Um, but no animals are harmed in the making of the racing. Maybe their egos, I don't know. But, um, yeah, wet T-shirt competition, that is, that's a rarefied thing. It's a rarefied thing. What if you did a wet t-shirt contest but with cockroaches? Oh, my God. Do they have tits? I look, those cockroaches are teeny tiny. True. I'm not so gonna- the manufacturing costs for the t-shirts alone I think would be exorbitant, Ross, to be honest with you. I don't think it's financially viable. I mean, even if I just put a sock on it, even that would be too big. Right? You'd probably crush it. Yeah, crush it with the sock. That, that's a sock. Even a crusty sock, still too heavy. Yeah, uh, you need like a even just like a one single finger glove. Oh, you know, like fingerless gloves. What do they do with all the fingers that they cut off? Yeah, they give it to cockroaches. Cockroach leather yeah. jacket. There you go. Because it's got all the space for the six. They got six legs. I mean, they have so many legs. So many legs. They've got so many legs. Too many legs. Too many. 
there comes a point where there's too many legs and and I'm judging. I'm judging. They say you're centipede? Not... Way too many legs. Yeah, centipede does. <laughs> what about a human centipede? It's probably a couple too many legs. Definitely in the second movie. When the lady gives birth. Um I'm so traumatized by those movies, dude. I literally the second I said centipede, I saw the frames in my mind. Um what about Eric Roberts as the governor in the third one? Wearing like a giant, like an ill-fitting suit. It's just so bad. It's like, it's like they'll spend tens of thousands of dollars on makeup just to make it look like a mouth is really surgically attached to an anus. But the costumes, they're like... <laughs> Throw them in whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> they went to an op shop and just slapped the first suit they could on Eric Roberts. The first suit, they went into a big and large and they were just like, here, put this on. Come on, and Eric. do some acting. Yeah, he was the best actor in that thing. And that's saying something. Well, I feel like it's hard for the actors in The Human Centipede to give a lot of... To give it, just to give anything facially, yeah. mm. it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to get famous if you can't get your face out there. Right? It's just the eyes. It's a lot of eye work. And you got to be real good at the eyes. And the eyebrows. And you just, <sighs> um, you really need to work the eyebrows. The a lot of uh, creases. Yeah, you just don't want to strain too much because invariably someone is also taped to your asshole. Just imagine working as the intimacy coordinator on that. Imagine the dietary restrictions they would have put them under. No curry. I couldn't eat curry for four months. I have it three times a week. It would have been so sad. It's a lot of curry. Just like hardly any fibre. They probably would have been on liquid diets just in case, but then it's like you don't want to get someone's liquid fart in your face. Oh, God. That's so wrong. Why are we talking about human centipede? I mean, it came up. It came up. This podcast is about organic conversations. Organic conversations. Yes, true. Facts. I could hear that rumbling all the way from your tum-tum. I mean, my reflex is bad. So bad. It's real bad, and this podcast is about the truth. That's why I don't edit it out. Or... It's the facts, guys. Yeah, it's the facts. I'm You're sorry. You're getting them real tummy bubbles, baby. Are you okay? Oh, Can yeah. Can you glass of water? Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Get us a good one. Get us a good one. Come oh, okay. Here we go. What is it out of ten? Okay. Here we go. 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 Do a drum roll, Jim. I said Jim. Oh, sorry. No, he he needs to do it. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty good. What the hell, is Jim? Doing? It looks like Jim is giving birth. Uh, that is the sound he's. Oh, he's having great sex. He's I don't know what amazing sex. Jim, um, this is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, Jim, I was going to give you a shot, but you know, 
this is a workplace. You can't be doing that sort of thing. And also feet on the table. Rude. Very casual. This is business. Too casual. We're wearing tuxedos. Watches <laughs> don't say a fucking thing. I'm wearing a, a bow tie. I, underneath all, the, but a underneath bow tie. all this. Under the baklava? Under your baklava? Yeah. I wear a baklava. <laughs> when I'm not wearing a balaclava, I'm wearing a baklava. Just right on, on the top of my head, like a little hat. Like, like here, like on like this. Like a little chapeau. Uh, what made you decide to enter the world of entertainment? See, sometimes there is questions on this oh show. Oh, God. Um, okay. Um, what made me decide to enter the world of entertainment? Well, when I was a little kid, oh, that's nice. I like that. Thank, thank you. Um, when I was a little kid, I told my parents I want to be an actor. Once, you know, um, I figured out acting was a job watching Star Trek. I was like, they're acting. Oh, sick. I want to do that. And then um, I told my parents and they were like, oh, well, you have to get a real job because you have to make money because um, I come from working class. Uh, so money is the goal. And when I was 21, I was diagnosed with a heart condition. I was working a cruise ship as a photographer overseas. Um had a bit of an incident, got disembarked, medical emergency from the cruise ship. And when I came back to Australia, I said to myself, I just want to, I'm sick of working for other people. I just want to do what I love. And so I got into acting and then started doing comedy and a little bit in Brisbane. And then I, um, when COVID a loco happened, I applied to come down to study at Coll Arts in Melbourne here because they have the first comedy degree in the Southern Hemisphere. And comedy degree. Comedy it's a Bachelor degree. of Performing Arts in Comedy. It's fucking fantastic, I have to say. Well, I don't understand it, so my initial reaction <laughs> is to make fun of it. And that's fair, that's most people. <clears throat> but um it's, it's fucking awesome. It's two years, you get a bachelor at the end. They let you keep the hat when you graduate, which I was very fucking excited about. What? Um, hold on, let me just... Hold on. Hold on. For, 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 all, for all the video watchers out there... Whoa! There we go. That was a good... I like that. that was very, I feel like it could have gone up at the end. That was very Tim Allen from Home Improvement. It was very... I can't get the depth... Um, um, but yeah, I came down here and I was studying that and, um, fearless leader, Andrea Powell, also known by alter ego, Ethel Chop, um, is, uh, ran the course and is basically just garnered us all into the comedy scene in Melbourne and I couldn't be more grateful to her. Okay. I've heard of Pork Chop. Pork Chop. Yeah. 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 The drag theme. <laughs> but Ethel Chop. Ethel Chop, motherfucker. I've heard of Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman, yeah, great big brassy singer. Yeah. But Ethel Chop? Ethel Chop. C-H-O-P-E-T-H-E-L-C-H-O-P. Um, check her out. She's fucking, she's a sick cunt. Check say? her out. She is a sick. C, asterisk, 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 T. Yep, sorry, that's. I'm. I have no control over my language. Sorry. 
I'm, it's not that I'm a bad person. I'm just not a great person. And I don't expect the greats here. Uh, only the greats? Only the greats. Okay, sorry. It's me, Ethel Merman. There we go. <laughs> What's happening tonight, Russia? <laughs> That's exactly what Ethel Merman sounds like. One hundred percent. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep. Let's get this party started. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Ethel Merman in the house. Play some drums, Jim. Play some drums. Good stuff. Wow, that was you put nothing into that, Jim. It's like he doesn't even care at this point, to be honest, Ross. I don't even know what he's I can't tell if he's asleep or not. He has no eyeballs. He also has no eyelids. Yeah, maybe he's not asleep. Maybe he's a never sleep. <laughs> Which yeah. is a bit scary. He never sleeps. No wonder he looks so terrible. What is he, Santa? Because you know Santa's always watching. He is. He's he's always watching, like that guy in Human Centipede too. Always. Yeah, and, and then he jacks himself off with sandpaper. But it, you know, it is only because he's installed CCTV in all of our houses. Yes. And he sits in a room, three hundred and sixty degrees. His chair spins, and it's like, oh, you know that new um, bloody venue that's opened in LA. With all the um, CGI, LED, fucking the sphere. Yeah, that is that it, Duda. Yeah, did I get it? I think so. <laughs> it's a big old ball. That big old ball in LA. Right, right. That's kind of the LA sphere. That's where Santa. Santa's got one of those, and he, and he, um, he lives in there, and he wears uh, adult diapers. Yeah, so do I. I don't brag about it. No. Well, I mean, like, it's braggable because, you know, you got to be committed. Commit to the bit. Yes, and I'm committing to the bit right now. <laughs> Me too. Do you have diapers, though? Do you have nap- nappies? Oh, I think I forgot a key component. Well, man, that's the problem. There is going to be seepage. Who boy. And, and I'm, I'm wearing wide leg trousers, so this is going to be stupid old studio's problem in a minute. Oh. Replacing carpet? Oh. Oh. oh boy. Oh. No one needs that. It's an expense. That was an interesting sound you made. Thanks. Sometimes I like to talk in different voices. And is this part of your new show? And it's 100% not my new show, but my recently diagnosed ADHD. <laughs> oh, well, we all have ADHD. Yeah, but mine was recently diagnosed, so it's new. Sure. I, Even I'm, though it's 33 years, 32 years old. Um, sure. It's, I'm a, it's new to me. I'm, un, I'm undiagnosed. Oh, I love that. I just looked online and said, thank you, Dr. Google. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Tick-Nyok. Um, Tink-Tonk? Tick. Tink, tink-tonk. Tink-Tonk. Yeah, that's what I call it. Dr. Tink-Tonk. WebMD is super useful and at least 100% accurate. It once told me I had prostate cancer. Well, there you go. But, but did you get your prostate removed? 
uh, my GP told me that I didn't have one. Ah, because they <laughs> already was, removed it. Yeah, born. I was. I'm. Um, but you know, I'm. I've got a vagina. Right. Okay. I've seen it in a hand mirror one time. Uh, but what's that got to do with you having a prostate? Well, apparently, if you've got one of those, like from original, like out the packet. You know what I'm saying? Like they unsealed me out of the collector's box like that. Okay, yeah, but that's how people are born, yes. Yeah, sometimes. You know, either which way. But I'm saying like it's mine from OG day one. So the doctor said that because of that, I don't have a prostate. Right. Because they removed it when you were a baby. Probably, but I just think that um, you know, smack the bottom. Men get all the good shit. Uh, like prostate. Got the prostate. Well, let me tell you, prostates aren't that prostates. great. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. I don't know. I've, um, I'm hearing you know tickles are pretty fun on the prostate. I don't know. I don't know. I've got a lot of like sure. male friends. They're, they're called the male G spot. Sure, but I'm pretty sure you already have a G spot in somewhere that's yeah, not but a prostate. It's in the front. What if I had one in the back as well? I know I'm sounding greedy for G spots. That's too many G spots. What if it's not? It's what idiot. if it's the perfect amount and we just didn't figure it out until now? What if this is a scientific revelation? I tell you what, nothing will make men feel discriminated against if they only have one G spot and women get two. Yeah. This well, is the fight. Suffer in your boots, bitch. Men have had a good, too good for too long. Now women get the second G spot. God. Okay. All right. And um, uh, we'll take the second G spot instead of equal pay as a compromise. Okay. Well. Don't I- even bother about closing the pay gap. Just give me that fucking G spot and me bung owl. Sure. And that's a that's a compromise. <laughs> It's a compromise. It's a compromise, yes. C U M. Yeah, well, I mean. Orgasms. I know how to spell. Gush. Gushing. Squirting. <laughs> Moist. Uh, who? Oh, don't say that. Moist. Don't, don't say Not that. Not like that? Don't say mm. it. Oh, moist. Ooh, I don't like the word moist. This is horrifying ASMR Sorry. right now. Let me give you some moist ASMR. Oh, it's like I'm in a Tim and Eric sketch. Oh my god, it kind of made my nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, calm down, calm down. Okay, we're all good. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at, Jim? He seems very... I feel like he's just staring at himself on the monitor. Hey, we all like staring at ourselves on this monitor. And that's what we're doing right now. I'm just smiling at my smile and looking at my face. And I've got one. And that's that's great. It's good to know. Hold on. I, I Can you see without your glasses? I mean, properly? Are they thick as thick? I mean, 
it look a little blurry right now, but it's the sacrifice I make for my like, comedy. Oh, so the baklava gives you Vaseline lensed eyeballs. Yes. Okay. I have Vaseline look, in my eyes. For anyone looking to mug Ross, um, just wait till he's got the baklava on his head and no glasses on. Yeah, that's weird. Mug the guy with the balaclava. Yeah. Well, no one would see it coming, and frankly, if the cops showed up, they'd be arresting you first. I, my eyesight isn't that bad. I'll be able to tell if someone was mugging me. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. But you wouldn't be able to identify them. I would be able to identify them. Well, the outline. You'd be like silhouette, nose. My eyesight's not that bad. Oh, okay, fair. My eyesight's not that bad. My eyesight's not that bad looking into a fern. Look, Aaliyah? Mate? Aaliyah? Oh, don't go there. My eyesight's not that bad. Look, Ross, hold on. Look, Ross, there's nothing I can say to you that will make this any better. Put your glasses on. Put your glasses on. I believe in you and I believe in everything you do and um, you're a powerful individual and you don't need no glasses to make your life better. Thank you. That's what I always thought. You do you, girl. Thank you. Fucking do you. No one ever says for me to do me. Do you. Once a day, relieve the stress. That's what I say. Get in bed at night. You do you. Hold on. Let me just you write. do you so fucking hard. Let me just write this down. You, you do, do you. Yeah, for all for the audience. Yeah, for get the- into bed yeah. at night. You do you. Um, especially if you sleep alone. Because what else are you going to do? Yeah. Hug a pillow. You could do that. But Cry that's... into the void of night. That's well, a good option. Well, into the void of night is actually the name of my dog. Oh, my God. Into the void of night. Come here. Oh, my God. He's so cute, Ross. What the fuck? I didn't know you had a dog in here. Yeah. That's the second in line if Jim, you know. The dog seems far more competent. It's more noisy. Yeah. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Must be off making coffees. Fine. And it can do that. Beagles are famous for making coffees. Oh, I actually, at my local coffee shop, there is a Beagle barista. Um, Jared. From Subway? Unfortunately, a similar, you know, the same name, but he he's not a rampant paedophile. Okay, just a small paedophile. <laughs> just not a rampant one. He's not rampant. He's very casual, very calm, very cool, very collected. Um, but he makes a main latte. Why can't people make a nice latte? A kind latte, I've an dealt affectionate eno- latte. I've dealt enough with meanness. Why everything got to be mean? Why's it got to be mean? Why's it got to be mean girls? Why can't it be nice girls? Why can't it just be mediocre girls? I don't understand. Why does it have to be mean street? Could just be a nice street. Could just be Easy Street. Oh, that name's taken. Easy Street. Easy Street <laughs> is uh is in Collingwood somewhere. Yeah, I believe it's on um Easy Street. Easy yeah. Street's on Easy Street. Yes, and, and you know what's there? Um, Tokken, 
to- token management. Yeah, token management. Gonna love those. JR guys. Token Management. <laughs> if you don't, Token Management. They only manage JR uh, Tolkien. And subsidiaries. Yes, and it's not particularly good. It's they haven't come out with a lot recently. Like it's like write a new Hobbit book. Yeah, just split the the Hobbit in half. Or into like thirds? Split the thirds of the Hobbit in half. Yeah, split each third into a half. And then you'll have six. There you go. And that's what this podcast has been all about. Just fractions. Yeah, fractions. Just if you pay attention, listeners, watchers, um, there's fractions everywhere. Fractions are everywhere. Could you do some vamping for a couple of minutes talking about fractions? Vamping? Vamping, just talking, just, just talking just, about yeah. fractions. Um, you know, one-eighth of you, um, this is a true made-up fact, one-eighth of you will find in your lifetime that you have, in fact, inherited your grandma's bush. And um, I wrote a song about that, actually. Uh, also, in your lifetime, at least 12% of you will find that you have an ingrown hair on your ass crack. Um, it's happened to a few friends of mine, luckily. I've escaped that fate. Um, and those have been the fractions for the day. Thank you for listening. Could you take us out with a song? I would love to take you out with a song. Shall I sing about um, what I just mentioned, me Grandma's Bush? Is that all right? Yes. All right. It's, it's, um, it's my favourite song. Uh. Alea Russell with her song, uh, Grandma's Bush. You can see her uh, gigging around Melbourne, but also you can see her at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with her show at... Small Doses. Small Doses at Blender Studios? That's the one. And possibly Grace Darling. Fingers crossed, baby. All right, guys, it's Grandma's Bush. I was at my grandma's house and she was in the shower I was watching TV when I heard her screaming out Elia, come help me, I have fallen to the floor Up I jumped right quickly and out the living room door There she was, my grandma, but naked on the floor. That was when I realized that I'd inherited more. Then a heart condition of bad eyes already beating titties. I could not believe my eyes. I got what's between her thighs. I got her short and curly. I've inherited my grandma's bush My grandma's bush, my grandma's bush My grandmother's bush By my grandma's bush I mean her mom's pubis Grandma's bush 
with me, Ross. Grandma's Grandma's Bush. Grandma's Bush. Grandma's Big finish. Light it on fire, Jimi Hendrix style. Okay. Oh, 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 strumming, strumming. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> this episode was about nothing. Thank you for coming on. It was, I mean, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for talking about nothing with me. And Seinfeld was about nothing. And it was hugely it was. successful. And... <laughs> Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy is for Seinfeld of Podcast. Thank you very much. Tune in next week.